Hey guys, this is Angel Williams and you are listening to The First Deal Show. Welcome to The First Deal Show with your host, Caroline with a K. On this show, we're talking about investors' first investment property. Join me for a trip down memory lane as we hear the good, bad, and ugly of that first deal. Welcome back, 402. This is your host here, Caroline with a K, with a super duper special guest that I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to meet in person at the Best Ever Conference, Angel Williams, who is the owner-operator, managing partner of Lauren Capital, co-founder of The Academy Presents, and a podcaster. So welcome so much, Angel. I'm super happy to have you here on the show today. Well, I'm super excited to be here. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, So... All of my guests, I always like to warm them up and get them comfortable and cozy so that the 402 can get to know you personally a little bit better. And I'm going to ask you to kiss me, not physically, but virtually, um, by answering some questions. So the first question is, what was the first album that you purchased? Man, I don't I don't actually remember. I know that I had some tapes. Um <laughs> That's okay. We had someone with an eight track before, so now, I know what an eight track is. Oh, good. I've one before. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess the very first might have been. It was like Olivia Newton-John with "Let's Get Physical," and oh. my friend and I made a dance to it. And I mean, it, but it was older, and I think I got it at a garage sale or something. It was a tape, and yeah. It's like, let's get yes. physical, physical. I want to get physical. Yep, that's actually it. <laughs> oh, I know that song. That's cool. Um, all right. I see you. I didn't know idea who wrote that song. So now I can look it up and like save it on my Spotify playlist. So thank you. And so what is the biggest or what was the biggest challenge that held you back from investing in real estate? Um. So this one's kind of tough because we didn't have anything that really held us back um my husband and I both grew up in families invested in residential real estate and so when we bought our first house in 03 like he and I've talked about it now but we're like did we ever discuss that first house becoming our first rental and we never actually discussed our first house becoming our first rental we just knew that it was our first rental that's so awesome. No, I'm serious. Like, I forgot to drop, guys, that she has, Angel has over 20 years of experience. So, like, you know, the fact that she found a partner that also ha- comes from family that's done this and has experience, right? And then to form a perfect union. I There couldn't be a more perfect union that you both have experience. So it's like, duh. It's not even a question. Like, I love that. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild. It's, um. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wild. <laughs> and so um, what's something new that you learned or did during the pandemic that other people might not know about you? Um, we started doing virtual summits in March of 2020. Um, we actually had made the decision to go ahead and start them before that. But our very first one was when everything started. And so we're having, it'll be our sixth th- our sixth summit in September. We do two a year now. So we're coming in on the end of year three. 
And when I started doing them in March of 2020, I was the only female in the nation doing them. <gasps> That's awesome. So because of the pandemic, everyone else started, but you were like, we are the trailblazing before the <laughs> pandemic. Well, Dan Hanford was the one that really started it. And he, he, um, he and I spoke, I guess, in oh January of 2020. And I got some different tips from him. And we were supposed to talk that afternoon that he called me, but he called me in the morning. I was in my doctor's office doing FMLA paperwork. And he was like, well, hey, um, you know, I had free time right now. And I'm like, well, we're supposed to talk this afternoon. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I had free time now. And so I'm like <laughs> whipping out a piece of paper from my backpack because teacher, I have a backpack. So I'm like trying to find something to write on because I have plenty of writing utensils. And he was like giving me tips on what to do and I just remember asking him, you know, what's the difference in a one day or two day or a three day event? He's like, oh, it's just coordinating people. Well, you got to be very careful who you ask those things to because he had been doing it for a long time at that point. And so to him, it's just coordinating people. To me was, holy crap. It's not just coordinating people. It's coordinating people. It's coordinating schedules. It's trying to find somebody to help me do this. I've never run Zoom before. What am I going to do? All I can do is hit start. <laughs> it was, It was the hardest thing I'd ever done. Oh, wow. Harder than teaching kids? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like it went very well because now you're doing not just one, but two a year. So that's great. Yeah. No, and, and we've grown. That very first one had 24 speakers. And one of the things I did was um, March is Women's History Month. And so all of my speakers were female. I did not oh, promote wow. it that way. I never said it to anybody. But once you got there, you knew. Because I don't... I never wanted to put myself in a situation where it was like for women by women because yeah. I didn't want my audience to be reduced. Mm -hmm. And so it was by a woman, but it was more by a real estate investor for real estate investors. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Really pertinent to a conversation we were having prior, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, and now now we've got like 50 to 55 speakers, panelists, and moderators, and now it truly is just coordinating people. Because now it's oh, like wow. I ask people if they will moderate panels for me, so my friends run the panels now, um, and then I do the interviews with the speakers, and we do pre-recorded, um, probably 40 to 45 hours of pre-recorded content for all the speakers, and those are all sitting on the website, and they release each day of the summit. And then there's a paid portion that runs alongside of it that's the live piece where the panels happen and the Q&A sessions and then the master classes. And then there's also networking every day. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think last year, or I wanted to go to one of them, but it was, it's during the school day, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's in March and September and it's on the Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe this September, if I'm out of the W-2, I can come. Um, all right, let's keep this horse going. And finally, what is your favorite quote? Um, but it's, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough, pe help enough other people get what they want. And it's a Zig Ziglar quote. Um, and, like, I've actually had a coach call me out on it and say that, it's really one-sided and I should be asking people for the things I want to, but I just like helping people. Yeah, I can attest to that guys. <laughs> All right. So Angel, tell us, I didn't 
grace the audience with your location details, but where are you based and where are you investing? All right. So we are in North Texas and that's not DFW. <laughs> so like if you look on the map and you look at Dallas, Fort Worth, we're actually about two hours to the left and up a little bit. Um, we're in Wichita Falls, Texas, which if you're not military, you've probably not heard of it. Um, we've got a, we've got an air force base here and mm. some prisons and a hospital in the schools. Those are like the top employers. <laughs> That's not too shabby. You got people, military there protecting you guys, right? So it's all good. And is that where you guys focus primarily? Um, so investing? we've got, we've got a single family in Lubbock. We've got some single families in here in Wichita Falls. We've got one in Gatesville. It was my great grandparents' house. Um, and then we have some quads and duplexes in Waco. And then our passive investing has all been in Texas. And then the multifamily we got across the finish line in December of 21 is about 15 minutes from our house. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you are a true, te you are one of the true Texans who's like, I'm from Texas. I'm proud to be from Texas and I'm going to invest in Texas. I'm never leaving Texas. Yeah. I mean... I think it's just a really good place to be, but with everything going on right now in the market and what's going on economically, I think it's smart to be investing in your own backyard because it's, um, you know, it's, it's a market you're familiar with. You understand your residents, you understand the needs of people here. And so I'm really glad that we chose to at least begin our multifamily journey here in town. And then our residential stuff, we've been doing that for so long that we could probably do that anywhere. That's awesome. So a testament, ladies and gentlemen, 402, that you guys should look into investing locally. All right. So now that we've gotten to know you a little bit better, you're warmed up. The 402 is like, okay, she's a true Texan girl. Tell us what was your first, um, your first investment property? All right. So Jason, right? We weren't even married yet. Um, he bought a house in Lubbock. And it was our very first house. Jason was, I think, 24 and I was 26. And that was our first investment property. Um, we lived in it while he was finishing up his doctorate. And then after he completed his doctorate and got a job offer and we moved, it became the first rental. And so do you remember the numbers or anything on that one? So it had been a rental. So Jason's dad came up from Waco and help Jason search for the house. I was working the lumber counter at Sutherland's, which is a lumber store, if you don't know. Um, I was teaching Monday through Friday for a private school. And then I was working Friday evening, Saturday and Sunday at Sutherland's Lumber, working as a cashier at the lumber counter. And so his dad came down and they spent the whole day looking at houses. And the one we bought was actually, um, it had been a rental. And so I wanna mm -hmm. say it was 55 or 65,000. It's a three, two, two, so three bedroom, two car attached garage, uh, two bathroom, two car garage. And it had a really big backyard, uh, probably built in the seventies or eighties. Um, it had some shag carpet and parts and, uh, some unique stylings. Uh, <laughs> but now it's, I think it tax values at like a hundred and 115,000. Maybe we've cash, we've cash out refied it multiple times and bought other houses, bought other stuff. And so it's infinite returns. What, um, what year was this when you guys purchased this property? Uh, it was purchased in 2003 and it became the rental in 2007. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And so I know that you're kind of big in the commercial real estate space now. So tell us a little bit about your first investment property in that world. Um, so Jason had said, hey, I, I'm ready to, to go active side in multifamily. We'd been passive since 2018. And wow. so I'm sitting in the driveway and this mass text message goes out to everybody from Marcus and Millichap. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> those apartments are right here in town. I had never really talked to a broker. I think I'd left a message with a broker one time and never heard anything back. And I was like, well, I'll just, you know what? I'm just going to call. So on a whim, I just called <laughs> and set up a time to tour it. And we toured it and hit it off with one of the senior broker, I guess. He, um, he liked to go off-roading and we, I drove the Jeep up there and he was like, oh my God, whose Jeep is this? And I was like, uh, mine. He's like, I love to go off-roading. And so we went off-roading like a month and a half later with the broker. And <laughs> um, and then we put in our LOI and, well, I say we put in the LOI. So we had a team and we had made best and final. And then they didn't want to put in LOIs for both the properties because it was the same, the same seller had two properties and we wanted to put in oh. LOIs for both. And so um, we kind of separated with the first team and said, you know, we just don't think this is going to work out and wound up with another team. We got the LOI submitted, even though call for offers had already closed down. And mm -hmm. so I wound up calling the broker back and saying, Hey, can we get an LOI in with the new team? And so we were able to submit that next LOI. Um, and then we had to like backfill the second team. Um, and so we got the second team going and, you know, things got a little crazy, things got a little sideways and we wound up losing the second team and had to create a third team. Wait, wait. So can you, for the <laughs> less, my less, uh, real estate investing savvy 402 students, can you go over a little bit when you say team, like what exactly are you referring to? Okay. So when you buy a single family home, that's just you, maybe you and your spouse, you and your partner, whoever. Y'all go in a place and you say, oh, well, this is the tax value. Oh, well, this is what they're asking. And you tell your realtor, you say, hey, I want to offer this amount. And that's the way it works. Well, with <laughs> with commercial real estate, well, with multifamily real estate, commercial real estate in particular, you go and tour it and you put in your LOI, which is a letter of intent. It's not legally binding, but it is a letter of intent to purchase. And then if they like your LOI, you go to best and final, and then you get to do an interview with the seller, and then they choose who they want. Um, but when you're buying that multifamily property, you're not just buying a bunch of houses under one roof. Yes, you're buying the residences, but you're also buying the business of renting out those residences. So it's like you're buying a property manager, you're buying a maintenance guy, you're buying the four walls, you're buying a lot more. And so you just, you have more working parts and you need somebody that's basically going to manage the managers. That's your asset team, your asset management team. Um, you need somebody that's going to be able to underwrite the risk on the property. So that's your underwriters. You need somebody that can do the capital raise, which everybody should be doing the capital raise together. But there's usually a couple of people that do a little bit more than anybody else. Um, and so you need those people that can have those kinds of relationships and they have an investor list and they have investors that believe in them or, and are willing to invest their money with them. And so we had that and then we lost it and then we had it again and then we lost it and then we had it a third time and it was the third group that actually got it across the finish line.
Wow, like can you imagine to have one group of people falls through, a second group of people falls through, and then you guys persisted. Mm -hmm. So props to you for continuing <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, but tell me, so like, talk to us a little bit about the financials on the deal and, you know, within commercial, right? Mm -hmm you're by yourself or a spouse or one partner but when you're working with an entire team like how is that dynamic different versus just you being a solopreneur and doing it on your own yeah so if it's just you you don't have to talk to anybody about the decisions you just make them um mm. and i'll just kind of highlight a specific issue we've had in the past few months um we haven't been able to get the pool up so the pool was closed all last summer and it was closed up until this past monday this summer wow. And so there needed to be a... When does... Hold on. When does summer start in Texas? Like April? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's been... It's, it's been July. hot. Yeah, it's been hot for a long time. We were already hitting 100 wow. degree days in June. Um, so and there's no pool. There was no pool. And so for July 4th weekend, we actually rented one of those big water slides and a bounce house mm -hmm. so that the kids could have something. Because that, that oh. needed to happen. They needed to have something to be able to do. Yeah. But a simple decision like buying a pump or buying stuff for the pool or buying the bounce house or renting the bounce house or renting the slide. I've been really amazed at how long it takes to get things done. Because with a single family, oh, my roof is leaking. I'm going to call a roofer and just get it taken care of. Or I'm going to tell my property manager, hey, get the roof taken care of. And it gets taken mm -hmm. care of. With multifamily, it's like something needs to be done. Oh, here's another one. So the bathroom in the laundry room, which is right by the pool, wasn't mm -hmm. working. The toilet was broke. And getting a new toilet took, I bet it took two months. And finally, I'm like, so we're going to get the pool open. Is that bathroom fixed? Because we really don't need to be giving children any other excuses to pee in the pool. <laughs> Yeah, And so, I mean, it, it got fixed, but it was like, it just takes so much longer. And then we had an issue where we needed, um, so if you've ever lived in an apartment, you know that people just throw the furniture out, they throw everything out and they put it beside yeah. the dumpster. Well, at least here in our town to get that picked up, you have to have an additional dumpster brought on site for the rubbish because it's considered the rubbish or the bulk. And so getting that roll off dumpster getting that company approved, we had to fill out forms to get them another, to make them a vendor. And then before they were a vendor, we had to approve usage of the petty cash card. And it was like all of these things that had to happen. Whereas before I could have just, you know, called up waste management and be like, Hey, we need a rubbish dumpster. Can you drop it off this week? And so the, wow. the length of time it takes to do things just kind of blows my mind. Huh? So I guess it would explain why, because um, I've lived in apartments and sometimes things just take forever and I'm like, why can't they just fix my toilet? It's cause somebody else has to make a decision and get approved and okay, now it's in perspective. Yeah. There's, there's very few, I mean, there are buildings out there that are owned by like a single person or two or three yeah. people like JV or something, but most things are owned by multiple people and it just, it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. More cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, it gets a little tough. Well, I mean, if you think about it, think about the people that are entrepreneurs and are pursuing something like commercial real estate or pursuing real estate. We're already the people. We're already that twenty percent that get everything done. 
<laughs> so if you think about having only those types of people on a team, it can get really feisty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, so tell me, like, for somebody, right, since you have experience in both uh, residential and commercial, and let's say there's a new one of the 402, like, yeah, I want to go out there and get into real estate. Like, what would be some advice that you might give to somebody considering the current conditions of the market and based on just your experience now with it, like, what would you suggest that somebody who wants to break in get started? Um, I personally think residential is a really easy way to get in. Uh, I wish that we had known, well, my husband says he, he, that they were looking for a duplex or a quad. I didn't know that at that point in time, but what I would suggest is somebody who's just getting started, look for a duplex, a triplex or a quad and just a house hack it because you're not, you're not going to find anything super affordable these days anyway. Um, and so if you find a duplex, a triplex or a quad, you can charge rent to cover your mortgage and you're basically going to rent, you're going to live rent free. Now you're still going to have to take care of the maintenance and stuff. But I would even go so far as to suggest going ahead and getting a property manager and not letting the people that are renting the other three units or two units or three or whatever, not even letting them know that you own the property. Mm. Unless you want those headaches. If you want those headaches and you think that it's worth 10% <laughs> to have those headaches, take those headaches. Otherwise, residential properties, it's about 10% to have a property manager. And that's only when they're rented yeah. and it's worth every penny. Yes, 100% nobody's calling and that's the thing right is like when they move out the tenant moves out and there's problems and you have the property manager you don't have to deal with it or have to worry about turning it over like they got it you don't have to chase them down you don't have to try and you don't have to listen to sob stories about why they need their security deposit back i mean you don't have to do any of that yeah oh yeah great um so thank you so much, Angel, for coming on to the show. I'd love for the 402, if they want to learn more about you or get connected with you, what would be the best way uh, for them to get in touch with you? Maybe talk a little bit about the summit that you have coming up in September also. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got um, our website. It is www.theacademypresents.com. It's a little wonky, kind of slow. Um, we're working on that. We'll eventually have it up to speed pun intended. Um, <laughs> so it'll get there. Uh, but you can find all of our information there. Um, on LinkedIn, I'm Angel Williams. And I do answer all of my own DMs. Um, it may take me a little bit, but I have an assistant, but I like to go through them on my own because I never want to be somewhere and have somebody come up to me and be like, don't you remember we were talking about XYZ? And for me to have no recollection of that conversation. I'd rather it be right. because I forgot about it than because I didn't have it myself. Mm. So that's... Um, that's a good way to get a hold of me. I'm Angel Renee on Facebook. And then we also have our Facebook community, which is um, the Academy Presents REI Rocks community. So, oh, awesome. and we have our we have our meetup every Monday. <laughs> I'm like thinking of things. <laughs> um, we have our meetup every Monday, which is the Marvelous Mondays meetup. And then the summits are every March and every September. And we're like the third full weekend in either of those months. Okay, so definitely check out 402, the Marvelous Mondays meetup. They're great. It's purely networking. So if you're looking to meet other investors, it's a great way to meet other people. And we're super laid back. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, it's not super strict and we don't, mm-hmm. you know, bash you for being a newbie. They're very nice. Yeah. Our angel's very nice. No, everybody's really nice. They're they're very understanding and very they want to share info too. Yeah. Um, perfect. So thank you again, Angel, so much for coming on. And that is all. Awesome. 402. Did you learn something or take away a golden nugget? Then I'd love it if you would share this episode with a friend. And I'd really also like to talk to you about real estate on Instagram or LinkedIn. So follow me at First Deal Show. If you know someone that has an amazing first deal story, or you just want to give us the dirt on your first deal, shoot me an email at firstdealshow at gmail.com and let's get you on the show. 402, thank you so much for listening. I love all of you and I will see you next Friday. Uh